Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoy our podcast every week, make sure you rate us in the Apple and Google stores and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. Now on to this week's episode. Episode. It is Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Carmen, good to have you back. Thank you. And Charles, once again, what's up, man? What up, homie? We got a great new uh, commercial for Ball Jack coming your way tonight. So yeah. make sure you guys tune in for that. That's going to be a good one. And this week, Friday, November 8th episode, I think it's still 86. I don't know if I need to update that to 87. Uh, either way, you'll figure it out. R.I.P. Timmy Hansen, A Merciful Fate, uh, one of the original Heavy metal bands that was a huge influence on Metallica passed away this week. Rage Against the Machine announcing 2020 tour dates. My Chemical Romance playing their first show in six years. Flea talks about turmoil with Anthony Kiedis in his new book. New music on the way from Foo Fighters, Billy Corgan, Nine Inch Nails, and Deftones. Plus, new uh, new stories in the movie entertainment news world on this day of music history trivia. Actually, triple trivia tonight. Oh, oh we right. got three trivia questions Whoa. for you. Wait, wait, music, new music from the Foo Fighters. They haven't put out anything in, I don't know, three minutes? I know, right? Yeah. Every every goddamn week they're putting out a live EP, and this week it's another one, so we'll be talking about that. Oh. Sports Minute, Weekly What the Fuck and More. Of course, if you guys want to win uh, anything from our CD prize closet, just text the word PODCAST to 68683. You can enter win some new CDs from Guided by Voices, Dive, Lagwagon, Face to Face, and more. Ooh. And we got some new releases out this week. Not very many. Uh, the past couple weeks have been crazy, and then when whenever November rolls around, for whatever reason, it really calms down. There is not too well, too many. Like when all the radio stations start to play Christmas music, it's not a good time to release something. That's a new, you know? that's a great point because that is exactly <laughs> yeah the, when, the, when the seasons change, mm-hmm. and then it's also mm-hmm. people's kind of um, when stuff's going on like Black yeah. Friday holidays, family traveling. You're really not tuned into the radio or like fi- yeah, trying to find new music less. and stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point about the seasonal music. So I, r- I can't wait to hear um, Ollie from Bring Me, Bring Me the Horizons' new Christmas song, where <laughs> where it's just it, there's no music. It's just three minutes of him berating the shit out of Santa and calling him pathetic. And Push saying it he's back, worthless. Santa. Yeah. Yeah. You're nothing short of pathetic, you fat old shit. <laughs> I thought you were gonna have the best presents. In the world, and here you are with this poor display of present giving. You've sickened me. Anyway, his throne. Well, but that, that it's a joke to how he kind of berated us at Aftershock. Like, I heard you were supposed to be the most uh, mosh pit crazy people. This is fucking pathetic. My grandma would be out there moshing better than yeah. you and all this shit. You should be ashamed of yourself, Sacramento. And then he just puts on a beautiful performance. Oh, wow. Like after he does that, he like and then and at the end he's like, "I love you, Sacramento." This is really funny. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. But new stuff out uh, today from Clams Casino, Girl Ray. Uh, Kele can't land of Kush. Luke Combs got his new album out. Huh. More Mother Mount Erie, the Palace, the Philist- Philistines Junior, and the Coattail Riders. Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters, his side project, uh, got a new album out. Luke Combs. So, in memoriam this week, Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich posted a tribute to the late Timmy Hansen, Danish musician. He passed away at the age of sixty-one. Oh, he was young. The original bassist in Merciful Fate, the Danish underground metal band that was a huge influence on Metallica in their early days, he said they, quote, welcomed us to Denmark in 1984 with open arms, let us use their rehearsal studio where we wrote songs for Ride the Lightning album. They lent us their equipment, showed us the best of Copenhagen, became our partners in crime. So they were a huge influence on Metallica during that time, and uh, Lars obviously still in touch with the guys from the band, and... uh, so, you know, it sucks when stuff like that happens and people yeah. are starting to hit that age, right? Like um, in the 60s and yeah. 70s when we're starting to lose people of cancer and different things. Big time. Uh, just, a, just a bummer. Rest in peace, man. There's a new cancer um, fighting um, system or whatever on like, oh, yeah? right now. Yeah. It's, I, 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 I listened to the little five-minute NPR news now, like tidbits, and they were yeah. talking about it two days ago, I believe. Okay. It's like, 
you know, it's on trial and it's that's always to encouraging this. to hear, you know, yeah. that, that at least they're still making progress and breakthroughs and stuff. And, you know, big time. Um, all right. So rock news this week, though, one of the big headlines this week was uh, Rage Against the Machine. It's going to be uh, doing some shows in 2020. Nice. Apparently, Coachella is going to be one of the dates. They're also playing in El Paso, Texas. Uh, March 26th, Las Cruces, New Mexico, March 28th, Phoenix, March 30th. Sources say that more shows are being planned as well. So After like 15 years, I can finally do this. Chris, tell me that that I cannot go see Rage Against a Machine. Just tell me that. You cannot go see them. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> good one. Yeah, and I've yeah. been waiting 15 years to say that to somebody. Yeah, right on. Feels well, good. There you go. And, you know, that kind of makes me wonder if they're going to be at Aftershock. Wouldn't that be oh, a great yeah. little sandwich? Metallica oh on God. Friday, Rage Against the Machine on Saturday. Oh, wow. And then Metallica again on Sunday. That'd be pretty pretty wild. That would be amazing. <coughs> I'd just but stand I in the know. corner and cry. Uh, but it <laughs> looks like they're only going to be at Coachella for now in California, mm. April 10th and 17th. But uh, it's a big enough break to where they could come up north for October, so we'll see. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, they did play Last Together 2011 LA Rising Festival. I saw that show. It was it was pretty cool. I remember when they hit the stage, the the power cut out on the stage, and right on the first part of the song, <clears throat> and they were like just playing on stage oh, and jumping around and singing, and no one could hear anything in the oh. crowd <clears throat> for like a minute and a half, <clears throat> and then the fucking power went back on it's like they blew a fuse or something yeah like coming out there and uh it was also the only show that i've ever seen where someone in the mosh pit started a fire and no it was a real fire they got boxes from there was a water stand or something down there like some kind of wow and they somehow got these boxes uh cardboard boxes and they lit them on fire in the middle of the mosh pit and it was the fucking uh fire department had to like the whoever the crew was for the the arena had to come out there and put it out. Jerks. It was, oh it was pretty crazy. Jerks. Well, yeah, it was wild. Uh, um, you know, you um, uh, Zach Delarocha did two songs with Run the Jewels, and you interviewed Run the Jewels. Yeah, we got to interview him on um the Garage uh, a couple awesome. years back at at Aftershock. They were there. Yep. Um, and th- those are really cool guys, man. Those guys are like just like some of the coolest down to earth. Uh, guys you'll ever meet i'm a and, big fan and it's really cool that they know those guys uh really well and apparently they're just like kind of good friends with everybody in the industry uh all those guys so it's kind of a that's a cool thing so glad they're back together doing shows rage against the machine mm-hmm. Make sure you guys check that out you know just a little a little tidbit of information for you guys out there um rage against the machine a, a little a little known music uh singer of a little known band called Tool did a little part in a Rage Against the Machine song Maynard James Keenan back in the day can anybody tell me what the name of that song is I don't know what what is it I can't remember the name of the song but it's on their debut album oh, and, cool. and Ma- Maynard does just like a little he, he just sings thing I got no patience now remember that oh okay yeah no I'll have to, we'll have to look it up yeah it's yeah. great that's awesome yeah. just a little bit <clears throat> just a little bit just a little bit there just a little bit a little bit of Tool uh, all right, so My Chemical <clears throat> Romance fans, um, be excited because they're going to do their first show in six years. Not sure if it's going to be uh, any new music, <clears throat> excuse me, mm. but they are going to be playing in L.A. Um, coming up on December 20th. So there you go. Tickets went on sale. Uh, Chili Peppers Flea hints at a turbulent relationship with Anthony Kiedis in his new memoir. It's called Acid for the Children, which came out on Tuesday. So people are starting to read it and apparently... Know Your Enemy. What's that? Oh, the, the song. track. The track. The yeah. song. The track, Know Your Enemy. <clears throat> yep. From Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Has Maynard on it. Sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> For people who want to know, check there it out. There you go. Check it out. Uh, so Flea said that Kiedis was, quote, unlike anyone he had met, saying, among my friends, I was the guy who was always trying to do something that would freak people out. Then I met Anthony, and he matched me step for step. We got all, We got up to all kinds of crazy shit. But he also described him as controlling in the memoir, declined to elaborate on it. He said, quote, He doesn't accept that I'm different and the things that excite me may not excite him. He's looking to be the alpha. Um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, and he kind of yeah. talks about his drug <laughs> abuse and different things. Alpha. And um, Yeah. Well, I mean, in a band, there's always, yeah. like, the kind of alpha, the person that's, like, trying to be the leader, I guess, you know, and that's 
maybe what he means. Was it just Anthony Kiedis, or was it <clears throat> Anthony Kiedis and Flea who fought um, uh, who fought Johnny in um, oh man, what is it? The Surfer movie with Patrick Swayze and Keanu. You know they fought Keanu Reeves in the beach after. Where's the undercover cop? Yeah, what's yeah, it? What's, were, um, what's a, um, uh, point Break? Point Break. Point yeah, Break. And yeah, Point Break. Was it yeah, Flea yeah, and yeah. Anthony Kiedis that fought him, or was yeah. it just Anthony Kiedis? <clears throat> I think, I, I don't know. I think it was, it could have been both. Yeah, because they played, it was like their acting debut. They yeah, played yeah, like yeah. punk surfers. And, and Flea was also the tattoo guy on Son-in-Law. Remember that, Dolly? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. You pick it. Uh, <laughs> so I looked at him. He freaked out. The ink seeped into his yeah. brain, yeah. man. Yeah. He looks all like his He's eyes all, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong or whatever. He said, yeah, he's right. <laughs> They've been around. They've been around. Uh, anyway. I was just thinking of that while you were talking. <laughs> uh, so Deftones frontman told Chino, or excuse me, Deftones frontman Chino Moreno told NBC uh, San Diego that the band has been working on its new album, ninth, ninth studio album. And says it will definitely be out next year. He says hopefully earlier than later. Yes. He was uh, doing the Dia de los Deftones festival over the weekend at Petco Park in San Diego, which nice. is big, big for them now. So, and this was interesting. They had an open casting call for the role of Motley Crue bassist Nikki Six in the new Broadway adaptation of his memoir, The Heroin Diaries. Oh, mm, so nice. they had an open uh, casting call in New York over the week. I wonder who's going to play him. They haven't released who's actually going to play him but huh. it's like the basketball diaries but with just more heroin <laughs> oh, yeah with there more you heroin go. and yeah. a mix between basketball diaries and train spotting yeah <laughs> but no basketball and i don't no, think yeah no leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. and, and requiem no for a dream all all rolled up in oh god <laughs> uh all right uh <laughs> yeah, let's just throw in kids just for just for <laughs> shits and giggles it's just throwing kids <laughs> <laughs> we were saying Foo Fighters been releasing these EPs, and apparently this is their fifth one of the year. It's a live EP, but it features some pretty cool covers from The Passions and Jawbreaker, as well as some Ooh. deep cuts, B-sides, nice. and demos pulled from the band's sessions from 2005's In Your Honor double LP. So they seem to be releasing all of these stuff. It seems to be part of a greater collection that may be released at one time, but uh, if you're interested, you could check that out. Uh, William Cor- William Patrick Corgan is what oh, Billy Corgan indeed. is going by now. Oh, <laughs> my God. That, it will be issued under his name, William Patrick Corgan, and it's uh, coming out, his new solo album, what is it, November 22nd, Cotillions. That's the Cotillions. name of the album. Like, Do you know, you know what like it is? Like a cotillion ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually William Patrick Corgan Swift. <laughs> is that's, it? Yeah, that's what his actual you, name is. You think Corgan that Ta- Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift is uh, what? He is his... His daughter? daughter? Yeah. That's his daughter? She's actually mm-hmm. somehow like his grandmother. If ah. you go, there was a... A switcheroo, <laughs> if you call it what they called it. In I the... am my own grandpa. There you go. <laughs> exactly. He did a little... That totally reminds me of a Futurama episode where Fry ends up hooking up with his own uh, grandma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I remember that. Hey, Chris. What's up? You know what, Charles? Don't even go there. Not without my coffee. Oh, wow, Chris. What happened to your ever-so-polite and upbeat demeanor? Shove it up your ass, Charles. Your big, fat, ugly, pompous, face-hole jerk, ugh, turpentine mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris, you know what, buddy? I know what you need. What's that? Potato breath? Guilt? Reach right into my sack. Right there. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Pull out the can. What in the ninth level is this? It's a cold, refreshing can of a little something called ball jack. They're a vitalizing energy drink that'll kickstart your day with a little something called pizzazz. Pizzazz? Yeah, otherwise known as a combination of yellow 5-6 and a little known and regulated yellow number 16. All good things. Drink up! Hey, I feel better already. Of course you do, because Ball Jack is the key to morning success. With a patented blend of caffeine, taurine, ginkgo biloba, and actual tears, you'll punch the day in the face and get pumped up like you swallowed jet fuel. Well, is it good for you? Define good. And Ball Jack is full of a little something we all know and love called energy crystals. Oh, energy crystals. Like sugar? Sure. It's your party, Chris. So, what do you say to life now? Look out, Betty. I'm jam-packed full of pizzazz. Woo! Good. Go get them, Buster, and watch out for cops. Huh? Ball Jack, located at most retail chicken feed stores. Uh, new Nine Inch Nails music coming out after this soundtrack work, says Trent Reznor. 
says he's finishing up Watchmen, but, quote, we're working on the Pixar film we're doing. We have plans for Nine Inch Nails stuff, but we haven't got down to it because literally every minute of the day for the last several months has been working on score stuff. Oh. So there you go. Uh, plant new Nine Inch Nails music on the way. Nice. But finishing up with this movie stuff. I was rocking out the Pretty Hate Machine <coughs> the other day, and it's, I, you know, I, I, I still love that That's album. That's a great it's album. It's such a good album. I love that album. Um... Metallica's Kirk Hammett taking the horror art collection now to South Carolina. Earlier this year, if you guys remember, he was in Toronto. Yeah. He, he's taking it on tour now, and now it's part of the Royal... Well, it was part of the Royal Ontario Museum, and now it's going to be part of the Columbia Museum of Art in Columbia, South Carolina. Dope. So it's going to be there from February to May in 2020. You know, I, I think it would be so sick if at Aftershock they actually had... Um, an art exhibit, dude. That's a great idea. Yeah, they could totally have that there. That'd be so cool. Yeah, that would be. So a you really... like you, you could just walk through it, like you know. There's that big aftershock symbol, and then maybe right. on the other side, and it all be glassed in. Kirk yeah. Hammett, I know you're fucking listening right now. So just <laughs> listen. Just make, yeah, do, a little, do it. Yeah, because Chris and I have both been to your Bring it. your exhibit, and it is amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, they did something cool as well, donating a hundred thousand dollars for uh, wildfire relief in California. Awesome. So good for Metallica. Went to 50, went to northern, 50 went to southern, so pretty cool. That's great. Uh, Blink-182 explains why Lil Ra- uh, rapper Lil Wayne nearly <laughs> left the tour. Uh, he says, well, if you guys remember uh, a couple weeks, well, it was a couple months actually, back in July, they were going to be doing a bunch of shows, and Lil Wayne just like kind of left the, the almost like he threatened to leave the tour. He said... He's uh, rapper. He, like, well... <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hoppus said that the lar- the overlooked fact was a violent storm nearly canceled the show, leaving thousands of fans stranded outside during his uh, opening set. So everybody didn't make it into the venue, and so no one was there for his show. And he was like, "Well, fuck this! If this is the way the tour is going to be, yeah, then I'm gonna I'm not going to be on it, you know." Yeah. And uh, so apparently that wasn't it though. So. Um, <laughs> he added, Travis Barker said, sometimes he would hit me up and be like, hey, I'm about to let everyone else know I can't make it to the show, this, this, and that, it's going on. But it's usually to protect himself and his freedom. If you're in a state and the cops start tailing you everywhere, you're yeah. going to get pitched for smoking weed. It's just not worth it. Yeah, apparently they tried to bust him a couple times for doing that stuff as well. So. Yeah, that's funny. Um, a lot like uh, Willie Nelson, right? Like they'd kind of follow him around and try to bust him. You know you know who Violent Storm was, right? It was it was actually a person that followed Little Wayne around. <laughs> Violent with a, with Storm? A, with a jug of a little cough syrup and fentanyl. A little known um, uh, yeah. backyard wrestler. Yeah. His name Violent, Violent Storm. Storm right. That used to follow him around with a big <laughs> jug of scissor. <laughs> and just and little Wayne would be like, "Come on now, I'm trying to stop." Be like, "Come on, little, all right, get a little drink." That is absolutely not true. <laughs> um, Angels and Airwaves, Tom DeLonge's new band. Uh, well, it's been around for a little while. They got a new song out, "Kiss and Tell," and a tour that's kicking off December fourth. So it's starting off on the West Coast, going to the East Coast into the end of January. So check that out. I love this song. It's just static. And then he like over and over again <laughs> says in the microphone. <laughs> that is not true. Aliens exist. Oh my God. <laughs> Aliens exist. That uh, could be true, but it, I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, all right. So Green Day performed Dookie in its full uh, uh, entirety at a show in Spain. It's the first time they've done it on this 25th anniversary year. Dope. Uh, first time they've done it. So apparently they got the big tour next year with Fall Out Boy and Weezer. Uh, people are wondering if they're going to bring it out then. I don't know. We'll have to see. I love that album. Hey, we were talking about Bring Me the Horizon oh, and yeah. Ollie Sykes. They say they may abound- abandon the album format on their new album. They just released a song for the PS4 exclusive video game Death Stranding. Oh, God, Death Stranding. It looks, looks pretty so awesome. awesome. Uh, with Norman Reedus. Oh, yeah. Um, and others. That's coming out actually today by the time you guys are hearing that. they they um there's a, The very first uh, trailer for that game came out years ago, and it featured a song that I am obsessed with by a band called Low Roar. Okay. And it, the name of the song is I'll Keep Coming. So get like look for that song, audience, because it, it is a it is a awesome. great and low roar. I after I heard that song, I looked up all their their albums, and they're amazing. They're such a good group. Well, real quick about what he says about why he's abandoning the album format and more in favor of EPs and singles. He says, "quote The band wants to <laughs> experiment with different styles and not worry about fitting them all onto a single LP." He's saying, quote, there's all this shit you need to think about about how it's going to sit on a 15-track album. I don't want to do that. I like to make a bunch of records where each of them has a distinct vibe to it. And then he ends by saying, 
push it back. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Rob That's Zombie. Awesome. Rob Zombie does something kind of cool, appearing in a new ad, kind of aimed at the Department of Agriculture in uh, this thing called Compassion Over Killing. Oh. He's saying to stop the line speeds from hell, and it's about apparently that these line that they have these animals that they're killing them on uh, have speeds of up to 175 birds per minute or nearly three birds per second uh, that they're killing these animals on these like you know I don't know Tyson or whatever companies you know Foster Farms I don't know if those are the companies really that he's talking about those but. are the those are the, the uh, Foster Farms is a big California based co- company but the I, I'm not sure where Tyson is located but I don't they, know if they are, are the two biggest ones I don't know if those are involved I'm just using them as an example no no there there's correct they're correct there's actually there's a lot of um there's a lot of regulations getting put up for the way that chickens are handled and treated and you know it, confined and stuff like right. that that's all that's changing so get ready ag, ag folks because well, like the more big companies that switch to like you know free range eggs and uh you know like yeah. mcdonald's i think switched to all cage uh, free eggs yeah. right and so that changes the industry because they're such a, they're the the largest buyer of eggs in the united states so and like, once they make a change like they that they change their standards that's what it takes for companies nowadays because people you know, it's, and so, it's the companies with the money and if they yeah, change. Yeah, that's what I yeah. like to see is some of these artists like stepping up, using their influence for the right cause. Yeah, and uh, you know, doing that. So good for good for him. And, yeah, big time. Uh, all that. Uh, so coming up, what else? I thought this was kind of funny as we uh, the last rock <laughs> news story of the week. Oh no! Imagine Dragons frontman um, Dan Reynolds gets former Trump advisor thrown off YouTube. This guy Sebastian Gorka, who used to be a former mm-hmm. advisor to Donald Trump with alleged ties to Nazis. He got him banned on YouTube because he won't stop playing Imagine Dragons music <laughs> on his show. Oh. He's like, no, I don't want to be associated with you. They've been using you. that track Radioactive on his radio program. Yeah. Many of the episodes were uploaded to YouTube, well, so they've been uh, blocking them, and he's still uploading with this music on it. And so Dan Reynolds got involved personally, and a lot of the fans are saying, you know, hey, check this out. He's saying, quote, thanks for bringing this to my attention. I've never given permission for this use. Please stop playing Imagine Dragons on your show. And he tagged him in it. And apparently he still did it. So now they're doing this legal action. And uh, they permanently deleted his YouTube channel. Oh, wow. So good for Dan Reynolds, you know, standing up. I think any, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. If you're unauthorized use of musicians work for your political bullshit yeah doesn't matter what party you you are yeah you have to have permission and if the band isn't for you doing it don't be a douchebag and fucking use it anyway Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know and good for them for pursuing that and getting those guys you know oh yeah doesn't matter what it is you know that's bullshit yeah for sure if if they tell you to stop just stop go find another song there's billions of songs out there that you can use Kid Rock has plenty of songs. <laughs> yeah, just use Kid know, Rock. Right? Why not or, use uh, Ted Nugent? The Nuge. Yeah. Why not use yeah. both of their weird Nugent. asses? Just use use their music. All right, let me go get Dahlia. She wanted to participate in the, the trivia. Oh, cool. All right. Tell a story or something. All right, I'll tell a story right now. Okay. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And I was a young boy. How young? Growing up in the Upper East Side of Yugoslavia's... Um, really? Uh, Terror Alley. Wow. Uh, be at behind three separate barns, and every single three barn. Speaking of chicken, all all barns uh, bred chickens for fighting, but wow. they weren't they weren't really? youth roosters. They were the no. uh, they were the female chickens. Indeed. Okay. Uh, which are just called chickens. <laughs> chickens are, are hens. Hens. <laughs> They're called hens. Yeah. There were three hens. Anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I was approximately six, seven years old. And and a and a, and a young uh, buck tooth boy uh, mm. with a guitar slung over his shoulder uh-huh. came in. Oh, here's Dahlia. Here's Dahlia. Hey, what's up? What's right. up, Dahlia? Dahlia and the dogs. Yep. Dahlia. And anyway, the dogs. we we ended up causing um we ended up causing several wars and uh, between wars, between eh? factions that existed inside of the alleyways of the hen houses, and it was called the hen wars. The hen wars. And in in Yugoslavian, it's fischismatet. Yeah, and that's a that's that's not Yugoslavian. It's just Yugoslavian people say gibberish and in that way. So in the there would be like a wolf, and then the hens, and mm-hmm. then like a different like a sort yeah of a reenactment in that way. Mm-hmm. And at one Every point, year. I blew fifty balloons mm-hmm. and released them in the air, and we called it quits, and everything was okay. 
Do you know? Um, was this a true story? It was I, a no. true story. Oh, okay. All right. There was a country that I I forget where it was. It was in well, no, it was in the United States. It was like in Pennsylvania or something. They tried to do this like big world's biggest balloon release, uh -huh. and they had the Guinness Book of World Records come out. Oh, and they released all these balloons in the air. And then all these balloons got in the way of this like rescue in this lake and oh, like geez. that was going on like the Coast Guard or something was trying oh to like rescue God. people in like Lake Michigan and they died. Like, what the hell are wow. you folks doing? Because down all here? these stupid fucking balloons came and got in the way of the rescue. And oh then the God. other balloons floated up to like Canada and were like all up in the water and British like all oh, along the coast no, my God. and there were pictures of you know rubber washing up on the shores for like weeks after all this for what event. right and so then the Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> yeah. was like okay we're not going to count this one because this no. uh, you know all the environmental damage yeah well and it'll done. encourage people to do it in the future yeah, yeah. Keep, I mean you know? oh, and the world's God. biggest balloon and people were genuinely like you know didn't get that yeah these balloons were going to fly and pop somewhere you oh, know they don't yeah, just for sure. go up into heaven, you know. I mean, yeah. there it's the atmosphere. Go up into heaven. Yeah. Guinness World Book of Records. How many bullets can we shoot in the air? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Let's all stand under them as we do this. Yeah. All right. Dahlia is here. Hey, Dahlia. Hello. Buenos noches. Hello. Are, are you ready for some trivia? I am. We have I a am. triple. I wanted trivia. to like share like. So I stopped on my way home from work at the local liquor store. Okay. And there was this mad raving lunatic. In the store, as I walked in, there were like four other people in there. So I didn't really fear for my life, but I was looking over at the the like ice cream freezer just like to not make eye contact. I'm like, just read the Hagen dazs read the uh, I love those guys. Snickers. Okay. And he was like, and this guy's a trainee, and I'm pretty sure he's from Guatemala. Oh, hell yeah. He was like oh, screaming at the new guy. I'm yeah. like, oh, God, do I leave now? Nope, I'm going to see this through. Oh, I love McGinnit anyway, McGinnit. I love yep. that. Got to cash in my scratcher and get a six pack. So I was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Left un well, unharmed. Well, didn't get killed. Okay, that's the moral of that story. The moral of that story. We, we should do like Merced stories. Like, yeah. What were, you, what were your encounters in Merced today? I've had many. <laughs> that, that's I've a had whole many. other podcast. You know, Merced was on Vice. Oh, really? No? Yeah, Merced was on Vice. They just did a, uh, they just did a story on meth. And, and they talked oh, about Merced. Oh, yeah, they talked yeah, about Merced perfect. in Fresno. Yeah. That's nice. That seems about right. Yeah, so it really brought me back to Make my time the in the 90s in Winton when, you know, when I could just walk down the street and see, like, 15 people with meth mouth walking around. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, exactly. Like it's Dave crazy. Wait, like, oh. ER. You hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious. It's krillicious. Yar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get this trivia All going, right. guys. On this day of music history trivia, November 8th, 2002, this musician is knighted <laughs> as an officer of the Order of the British Empire by Queen Elizabeth II. Was it A, Paul McCartney, B, Elton John, or C, David Gilmore? Oh, that's a good one. Charles, we'll start with you. Difficult. Well, all of these folks have been knighted. I will tell you oh, that. Oh, they have? All, all of, of them, them have, have been? Yes, all of them okay. have been. See, this yeah. I actually... That's I actually, why they have Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Elton John, mm -hmm. oh, Sir good. David Gilmore. Oh, I didn't know David Gilmore was knighted. All of them have. I will tell you that to be fair, that they were just knighted at different times. Now, normally so. you, you have to be British to be knighted, right? 
Uh, well, they uh, all, yeah, all three they, of them all are. All of them are. Well, I know that on this one occasion, there was one person who wasn't British that was knighted. And, uh, and it was really interesting because he showed up in just nothing but his tidy whities and, uh, and was uh, it David Crosby it, 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 with a, a coke fueled David Crosby? <laughs> wow! Showed up and knelt down, and they, they she put the sword on his shoulders, and he was How butt does he naked. Get away with it! It's a dirty How tidy whities. How did he even get in there like that? <laughs> and his mustache was coated like snow, <laughs> just dri- just dripping off of his face. Crazy. So D old David DC Crosby. man, crazy DC. He's nuts. Poor David Crosby. <laughs> out of there like that. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm actually going to go with Paul McCartney. That's okay. If uh, David Carver? Crosby only knew that, he was like the butt of all of our jokes. I'm sure he's a big fan of the podcast. I'm sure he's tuning in. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to have told him by now. you got to tune into this podcast. We're talking about you nonstop. Uh, I'm going to so say Carmen? Elton John. Elton John. Okay. Dahlia, what do you say? Of life. Oh, nice. Well, I was going to go <laughs> nice. with Paul McCartney because we just saw him on the Colbert Report. Is it still the Colbert yeah, Report? Sir Paul McCartney. No, no. no, no. It's not the Colbert no. Report. It's the late it's show. The late, the late show, show with yeah. Stephen Colbert. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. I, I'm it's so right. out of touch with reality. It's always going to be the report. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going with Paul McCartney. Okay, Paul hey. McCartney. We're all Paul McCartney. It is actually David Gilmore. Wow. wow. Good for him. David no. Gilmore, longtime guitarist for Pink Floyd. There's a picture of him with the medal and everything. Everything. Oh, that's so. awesome. He's related yeah. to the Gilmore that's girls. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Uh, Laura, Laura Lai, Gilmore. It could be, though. Fake, yeah. fake news. <laughs> the, Gil- yeah. Yeah, the, Gilmore, the Gilmore girls were just another brick in the wall. <laughs> they Good don't one. need no education. Oh, man. All right. Let's cut that off now before we go down that road further. <laughs> November 8th, 2007. At, on this day in music history trivia at the Great American Music Hall now in San Francisco, Elvis Costello performs his debut album, My Aim is True, for the first time since 1980 with his original band. When Costello recorded the album in 1976, this group was his backing band. Some members of that group later went on to form Huey Lewis and the News. Oh. So what band was it? Was it A, Grand Funk Railroad, B, Toto, or C, Clover? Oh, uh, start with you again, Charles. Oh, I'll actually know this one because I was there when Elvis Costello came up with this. Really? And yeah, actually, the name of the album "My Aim Is True" was was what he told me when we were both when we were both pissing next to each other wow. in, in urinals in a in a London bathroom. Who knew? Huh? Yeah, exactly. And he looked right over me and said, "My aim is true," <laughs> and I said, "That would be a great <laughs> title for an album." Anyway, it was Grand Funk Railroad. Okay, all right. Hey, Grand Funk Railroad. Garden, what do you say? I guess I would go with Grand Funk Railroad, too. Yeah? Just okay. Cause Just because? Like maybe mm-hmm. they would then be in Huey Lewis in the News. Okay. They were there. The entire band. What do you say? I don't know. I don't know who Clover is. Yeah, these are kind of oddball bands around the uh, 70s time. Love Toto. So I don't know who Clover is, so I'm going to go with B, Toto. Okay. Mm. <laughs> well, you should have went with the band you didn't know because oh. it was Clover. Here they no are. No way. Look at there's the end. front. There's the front man uh, oh, wow. from, uh, what do you call it, Huey Lewis and the News. Yeah, like look at that. Nils- Kevin Nielsen, I think. Right yeah, right there, there's right? uh, the sextet. There was, uh, who else was in it? Sean Hopper, um, John McPhee. All these other guys, and so Robert Mutt Lange was actually the producer on Clover's uh-huh. debut album, which is a pretty good producer. He did some other stuff with um, all kinds of uh, major artists, but eventually they did the um, backing band for Elvis Costello on his debut album. And these musicians mm. were not credited on that release for contractual reasons. Some contemporary publicity for the album identified Costello's backing band at the time as the Shamrocks, which is kind mm. of a clever play on Clover. Oh, yeah, look at that. Huh. So there you go. Shamrocks. They say the heart of rock and roll they is still beating. <laughs> <laughs> Later went on for uh, Huey Lewis in the News. All right, so uh, last trivia here for you guys today. On this day, <laughs> November 8th, 1985, this musician guest stars on an episode of Miami Vice where he plays the character of, oh, a, I know this one. of a pimp I named Ivory one. Jones. Which musician was it? Was it A, Bootsy Collins, B, Miles Davis, or C, David Crosby? David Crosby! Crosby. <laughs> a oh my fueled gosh. David Crosby. A coke-fueled David Crosby as a pimp named Ivory Jones. Because he's white. And just the... 
just the, the handlebar <laughs> mustache just looking like ivory is because it's just full of the rails of cocaine that he's snorting seconds before he even goes on stage. Is that what you're going I've with? Watch oh, that episode. God, yes. All right, Carmen, yes. what do you say? I have no idea. I'm going to say Bootsy Collins. Bootsy like Collins. That name. All right. Catch up that ball. Dahlia? Well, after that, like, whole, like, <laughs> has to be David Crosby, thing, right? I've got to go with David, David Crosby. Crosby? No. And, yeah. and if it is, I've got to watch it's that. It's Miles Davis. Oh, Miles Davis. Miles Check Davis. him out. There's a picture of him. Ivory Jones. There's a picture of him. He was oh, the pimp named Ivory Jones. We love Miles Davis. Season I didn't two. even know he was It was, was an episode it. called Junk Love, and uh, it was Miles Davis's character forming an alliance with Crockett and Tubbs, oh. who are after a Crockett. drug lord who's become obsessed with one of his prostitutes. Well, pee in your pants is cool. Call me Miles Davis. Oh, I know, yeah. right? Uh, Davis is one of many stars <laughs> that uh, apparently... Uh, there was a lot of people that were on Miami Vice. James Brown, Little Richard, Ted Nugent, Leonard Cohen, Phil Collins, and more. Oh, wow. It was the acting debut for Miles Davis, who later appears in the movies Scrooged and Dingo. Oh, yeah. Do you remember him in Scrooge? He was playing the saxophone or the trumpet or something Yeah. on the, mm-hmm. the street... Kind of like look like a transient kind of bum guy or something. Street yeah. performer. Yeah, it was in the very beginning, right? With uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, like yeah. right when he was walking by some building mm-hmm. or whatever. Anyway. All right, so there you go. Right. That was the trivia. All right, and, and me and my cavalry of dogs will be leaving now. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it looks like Terminator didn't do too well at the box office. <laughs> Movie entertainment news this week. Uh, it really bombed. It only got $27 million. The budget was $196 million. Oh, yeah, they said it was supposed to be, like, awesome. But they were saying the reporting uh, that to break even, $470 million, and they only got $27 million on the opening weekend, so it doesn't look good for them. You know, it, it, it honestly, like, the Terminator, to me, it's like Terminator and Terminator 2, those, those movies where they should just stop there. Yeah. Like, you know. I was saying that if they did this right after Terminator 2, it would have been successful, and none of the other ones in between... Yeah. Right? They didn't do the Christian Bale one, the Terminator 3. Right. All that shit. Those ones were fucking horrible. Here's the deal. Now, listen to me, Terminator people. Um, If it would be like a show on Netflix, I bet it would do really, really well. Really well. They should have done that. Yeah. That's a good point. They could have brought her back and everything. Well, speaking of Netflix, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman uh did really well uh it was only a small theatrical release in eight theaters in new york and la with an unreported gross while motherless in motherless brooklyn from edward norton went wide and only got three million it was kind of a bomb as well Mm. it looked kind of interesting though i'd like to watch that movie yeah i'm a big fan of it he has um tourette syndrome in it and he's like trying to solve a murder mystery Mm. kind of deal and edward norton just seems he's a great actor he's so good i love his acting he's so good it just seems like a cool movie, but not one really for the theaters. Like, for me, it's like I could watch that at home. You know, I don't yeah. need to watch that in the theater. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but Terminator like should be something that you want to watch in the theater, and it totally bombed. So, yeah. Unfortunate for that. Um, HBO stuff House of Dragon has been ordered, which is the new HBO. We were talking about how one of them got canceled for the HBO uh, prequel to yeah. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Well, this one is has been ordered and is going through now. Uh, it's called uh, House of Dragon, and it will be set 300 years before the time of Kit Harington, and will focus on the beginning of the end of the House Targaryen. Oh, wow. George R.R. R. Martin is writing the script with Ryan Condal, and it will be based on Martin's book, which hasn't come out yet, you motherfucker, Fire and Blood. Yeah. So there you go. I uh, I loved uh, reading the Game of Thrones novels, except except for the the way that George R R Martin creepily details sex scenes He's between very, like, Tyrion. Sexual guy. Oh though. yeah, he's like and, a super sexual uh, oh, yeah. writer. Yeah. I am reading Harry Potter right now. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, which one? <laughs> which one? I'm on book seven. I'm at the end. Oh nice. I've read all of them. Dolly is a yeah. big fan. Too. They're actually really fun. I did not think that I would like them, but I started reading them after Game of Thrones is over, you know? It's kind of like this fantastical... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I like that I stuff. read a couple of other books, and I thought, well, I'll just read these for the summer, and they're actually really fun. Awesome. I uh, I pissed off and disenfranchised a bunch of our audience members by telling them about all the porn names I came up with for Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Spin-offs. right. You did that a couple yeah. episodes back. That's right. <laughs> um, have you guys heard about this? They want to do um, a recreation of James Dean in a new film. Yeah, like using 
Yeah, they want to use like uh, uh, images assembled from old footage and photos, and the part be, will be like voiced by another Gump. actor. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Well, Why not? Pe- people are upset. They're all starting to say stuff like, you know. Um, yeah, they're like using him. He's not alive. He's not going to get well, paid for Well, yeah, so they're, they're making the point here. Uh, who Chris Evans, uh, one of the actors, he says, quote, maybe we can get a computer to paint us a new Picasso or write a couple new John Lennon tunes. The complete luck- lack of understanding here is shameful, end, end quote. Yeah, it's about who that person was, right? It's not like about just using their likeness. And, and it is kind of weird when you think about it. Like, like they can't... could get him to be like, yeah, hey. Trump is cool. I'm James Dean. You yeah. know, I vote for Trump, you know, or something like that or something, you know, anyone Drink who Coke. Yeah, any any <laughs> advertisement yeah. or political person could use a star like this and in a new ad that yeah. says, you know, Marilyn Monroe, I love, you know, Obama and or whoever, you yeah, know. Yeah, you don't have their I, permission. You're just using you can't their likeness. Use their likeness You're like ex- that. exploiting them. But here's I the would deal. O- I would only say that if the Dean estate benefited from this, hell yeah. That's <laughs> the that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, CMG Worldwide, which represents Dean family, Dean's family, uh, defended using Dean's uh, image in the film. He said, "Quote." James Dean was a known Hollywood rebel, and he famously said, "If a man can bridge the gap between life and death, he can live after he's died." Then I say, do it. Maybe he was a great man. Immortality is the only true success. So, yeah. I'm, I'm pro it. I'm, I'm for it. Right. If it benefits the Dean estate and his family, get to, you know, and like again, like he was an icon, and right, you know, just keep sure. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> All right, what do you think about this? Seth Meyers' new Netflix special will have a skip politics button. Hmm. Uh, he This button was evidently added at his request with the comedian telling CNN, quote, it was a way to build in the response to anyone w- that would say, oh, let me guess, there's going to be jokes about the president. He added, though, that the button itself is, quote, just another joke, one he doesn't necessarily expect will be used, end quote. I don't know. I think... Huh. I think that's kind of a safe... uh, safe, uh, Here's the deal. Here's the way I look at it. The number one late show right now is Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And it's because he talks about the president day in, day out on his show, right? It's funny. And it is funny. It's Mm -hmm. a great take. But people, I think, are interested in that right now, and that's why the show's doing so well compared to Kimmel and some of the others. But I have friends that always tell me I don't watch Colbert because of that specific reason yeah because it's too much it's too much trump i don't want to hear about it i already hear about it everywhere else like jimmy fallon never used to do politics and then eventually he started doing it because people were like what the hell why don't you ever talk about it but at the same time there are people who like that about his show that it was not he was gonna stay away from it you know now he makes fun of the obvious things but he doesn't like delve into it. delve in like Stephen Colbert does and I think that's kind of like Seth Meyers I mean if you look back at his early stuff on Saturday Night Live they were ta- they would talk about politics you know all he's, the time all he's the interested time. in that sort of thing so I think for him he's kind of in between you know he's like a funny nice guy but at the same time he'll talk about the politics yep. so mm-hmm. for me this so, is a real safe way of him yeah. kind of saying hey well you don't have to watch it if you don't want to you can watch the other stuff on the show you know which what? is interesting so. uh, uh, no this is this kind of cool because I, I use this option a lot um, and it takes nothing any of my Facebook friends that listen to this don't don't get offended or anything but like if I don't really like like what you are saying politically on my post and I still want you to remain my friend I'm not gonna unfriend you or anything all I do is I click the button that says hide post mm-hmm. that's it so if you post something right. that's incredibly stupid and horrible and it truly offends me, you know, I'm not just going to go, you know what? Screw you. I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Unless you keep doing it. I know that it's like your opinion. Over and over. But if you said something like, for instance, like, um, you know, I, I hate liberals and, uh, and you know, I <laughs> wish they're all going to burn in hell. I'm not going to go, you know what? I have liberal friends and that pisses me off. I'm just going to hide your post. Now, if you were going to say something like, I can't wait to shoot all liberals, then I'm going to unfriend you. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Or, or vice versa. No, I hear you know, what you I, I know what you mean. So that's the same thing as hiding a post. You just skip the politics. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. 
When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right, and the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals? Like sugar? Sure. And remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science-y for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really, really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. All right. There's a cat on the football field. We're moving on to the only sports story that I want to talk about this week. Oh, yeah, I heard it's, about this. That looks like like the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Dude, that is a big cat, too. That is a fucking large cat. Yeah. It is a regular household black cat that look we're at looking at. Dude, he's got moves. He's yeah, puking look, he's left. On, he's, he's like he's feeling on cornered. Field. He's like, fuck yeah. you. I don't know how he got out there, he, but he's on the field at the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys game. And it's a black cat. If that isn't bad luck for like people that are like oh, superstitious about their team, I think the Giants lost or whoever lost. I can't remember. Cowboys lost. Somebody lost. And they probably like, oh, it's that goddamn black cat running around. Black cat. It's so funny. Poor cat, right? Like you're saying, he looks all like cornered and yeah, fucking like, freaked out. Yeah, doesn't know where to go. <laughs> this is this is right before they were about to do a kick and uh. And the kicker <laughs> slipped, and he did a tumble, and he broke his neck. A stackery binks in there. <laughs> turned into a cat by the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, he's trying to become break ago. the curse of the prince. And oh, don't even mention candle, man. I'm t- speaking of social media. I'm so tired of that <laughs> bullshit with the hocus pocus hocus references pocus? nonstop. I'm we like, watched it this oh Halloween. We watched it. It was a marathon. Hocus pocus and pumpkin spice <laughs> over and over. <laughs> We watched it like Kevin's mom wanted to see it. It was the one movie we could all agree on. Has she on never? For... Has she seen it? Oh, before? she's seen oh, it. Okay. We've all seen it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like so, the beginning the best. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it's a cool kind of '90s <laughs> one. It's one of the '90s one. I like the song at the end mm. where they're at the dance. Mm-hmm. I put a spell oh, on yeah. you, mm-hmm. you know, and they do that whole fucking dance. stupid song. It's so yep. fucking and lame. Yeah, it seemed like all '90s. Like movies had like a song at a school dance, yeah, dance, yeah, <laughs> like a school dance where they had a band there or like the performers like are in it somehow. The main mm-hmm. actors are in a song. Yeah, you nobody know? likes that. <laughs> they don't do that shit anymore, you know. Yeah, it's not about like a soundtrack or a song, but it was in the nineties and the eighties like, too. Uh, Michael Scott's dance movie. Do you remember when they read his movie out loud? Like the script it was like pr- Operation Midnight or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, and that's how you do the scar. And then they'd like, yeah, yeah. You jump to the left. Yeah, yeah. And something to the, you know, they did like a whole. I, I, it remind, uh, that reminds me of the episode. Is, it, it's always sunny in Philadelphia where they think that they're dancing and they're doing these kick-ass dance moves, but they're not. They're just all incredibly drunk. <laughs> and they just ima- they all just imagine the whole that they put on the screen. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, last thing in sports, uh, Colorado approved sports betting. So oh. uh, coming up in May, you can vote, uh, or excuse me, vote or bet on anything like prof- on uh, professional college motor and Olympic sports. You can oh. do that in Colorado. The, so. the the conservative pundits were right. You After you could start smoking weed, then you could start gambling. <laughs> oh, and then it's hookers. Loose. And then it's death. Hail and, 
Hell and brimstone is coming to this country, I tell you. <laughs> All right, news from around the world. A uh, bunch of Arctic air is coming to the uh, country. Illinois, Ohio, <laughs> Indiana. Chicago just got its earliest snowfall in 30 years. Wow. Yeah, it snowed before Halloween. Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. So National treat. Weather Service uh, <laughs> issued a tornado warning for a lot of the country, including Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and all of that in Washington, oh. D.C., so crazy. All right. Washington. Washington. Uh, Washington. Washington. <laughs> Russia. They got a massive stash of fentanyl, <laughs> uh, 44 pounds in southwest Ohio. Wow. They say that's several times the amount of fentanyl that it would take to kill the entire population of Ohio. Wow. wow. Several wow. times over. You know, they just they just uh, sent in somebody to death in China for having fentanyl. Did they? Yeah. Is this a joke? Or no, no, this really? no. Oh, okay. Actually, this is real. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's funny, huh? Because usually <laughs> it'd be like, you know what? They, Could be going down a dark yeah. path here. I don't know. They just smuggled fentanyl to Mars. Yeah, yeah. No, they did. You know, they've got, They have very strict, uh, very strict drug trafficking. Only laws three people were Asia. arrested in this, so it must be a pretty mm. high, um, like a organized crime That's type of gross. thing. <laughs> pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> California fires are abating finally is 70% contained, maybe more by the time you're hearing this uh, in Los Angeles and other areas here in California. Yeah. Uh, so finally, we're getting some help on that. It's been really bad this year. And and it's it it's the fire is targeting the most beautiful areas of California. And that's I know it so sucks, sad. right? Uh, Apple is giving mm. $2.5 billion towards effort to fight uh, California's hi- housing crisis. Because they caused it. I know, and it's funny, and it's only <laughs> in their area that they're yeah. like, wow. the Bay Area. They're like, sorry, we've drove up all the prices. Yeah, and fucked, yeah. Every, fucked everything up <laughs> in this area, and now we're going to create uh, affordable housing for our own employees. You know? Yeah. Our yeah. bad. Yeah. Here's 2% of our CEO salary. Yeah, right. Um, I thought this was cool, though. Um, everybody always has been saying... That this Greta Thun- Thunberg, um, young activist for climate change, has like some kind of secret agenda, and I don't like how the people are using her as a whatever a, a scapegoat or a tool to mm-hmm. push their agenda. Yeah. She turned down an environmental prize and the fifty-two thousand dollars that goes with it. No, she's and, awesome. and she said, "quote We need what we need for our politicians and the people in power is to start listening to the current best available science." Uh, science, excuse me, she said in a post. So yeah. Meanwhile, her parents are sitting there eating top ramen, like motherfucker. <laughs> well, her parents are very well <laughs> off, and that's the, where the whole kind of criticism came and in. She she says that about herself. I'm one of the lucky ones, you know. I yeah, have a place exactly. To be, but yep. like, not everybody does, and you've stolen. Yep. You really, it's not like uh, that far in the future that yep. shit's gonna go bad. Uh, she's awesome. And something that's tied in with climate change that it's getting a lot of attention is uh, eating less meat. Uh, scientists are urging now in the uh, uh, excuse me journal Bioscience, a global team of scientists that declared a, a climate emergency, saying that uh, six areas of, of action that must be addressed. Is, and one of them is food, uh, especially beef and meat products. Mm-hmm. They're saying that the general public should aim to eat mostly plants and consume fewer animal products. I started doing that um, about three months ago. At first, I at first I went, I just went and said, okay, well, I'm going to go without any beef or pork for a month. And then ever since then, um, you know, I mean, I'll still, uh, you know, if it comes down to it, if I'll, I'll, I'll eat pork or beef every now and then. But I haven't right. had I haven't had pork since it's been three months, and I've had beef. Twice in three months. That's awesome. And I, you know, I was a vegetarian and that's for a tough eight years. Thing. That's a tough thing for me to do too. And I, it's just I've just always been brought up and kind of like you know it's a, a part of my diet now, and it's really tough to kind of yeah break that cycle of like oh let's barbecue on the weekend, let's do this and that. But we could still all do that with like more sustainable foods that yeah. taste very similar. That just need to be more readily available and cheaper to buy. And I think then well, once, once we hit that point. There's something that a lot of people popular. a lot of people don't realize is they skip the the you know the obscure section of Rayleigh's or Sigmar or like an Asian market or something. They skip the veggies that are 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 really you know good um, for making like the kind of substitute that all people when think people think veggies they think what cucumbers, corn, peas, yeah. you know all like the basics. But you've got Romanesco. And you've got a, um, and you've got eggplants and stuff like that, the and, and large mushrooms that you can make all kinds of cool barbecue stuff with, and just go to town. Right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's awesome. 
Yeah, so hopefully that's going to become just more mainstream as time goes on and people will be more accepting and people want to take risks and, like, you know, put money into that and stock it up in their stores. And I think that's all going to be good stuff. Nice. Um, McDonald's CEO has been ousted because he had a consensual relationship with a company employee. Nope. Uh, of interest. So the CEO of McDonald's, though, crazy. had to step down because of this. He was the yeah, head of McDonald's thing. USA. Like sex stuff like that in the news, like where we try and like get people for things like that. That's such a weird thing. If it was a consensual relationship, who the fuck cares? I know. And that's the thing is like somebody... <laughs> Like, he had a consensual relationship at one time with this chick, and now it sounds like she's trying to extort him in some way. Well, like and he if doesn't want to even deal with yeah, it. Yeah, if so he's, he's giving like, her stuff because of it, then that's one thing. But if they're just having a relationship, there should be, like, I mean, who cares? I know. I, that's what I don't understand either. I kind of agree with that. Is is consensual relationship. It's all these, like, yeah, sex scandals. But it was days. against maybe company policy, Nothing. though, to have a relationship, right? Like, Could, even yeah. if it was consensual. But that's a gross policy to be like, we're going to tell you who you can have a relationship or yeah, with or yeah. not yeah, in your life, like just based on the stupid place you work for. If you remember a couple yeah. weeks back, we uh, talked about a guy who left a 310 violin, uh, excuse me, 310 year old violin on a bus. Oh, yeah. And oh, well, he actually guy. found it again. So he found it. They tracked this guy down. The man who picked it up was initially treated as a suspect, but he returned it without incident. Okay. Met him at a parking lot for the exchange and uh, apparently got it back. So. Probably got some money out of it, too. Yeah, I bet. It was a priceless uh, thing. A uh, man was stabbed over a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, my God. Did I you guys hear about it? I just had a Popeye's chicken What'd sandwich tonight. What did you think? Oh, this is my second one. I love it. I think it's it's so Have good. Have you had one yet, Carm? It's so no. good. One of the new ones? Mm-mm. I had one. The only my complaint, yeah, they gave me one pickle, mm. one solitary pickle in the middle of my bun. Gotta, oh like, no, I've gotten a, I've gotten big fat, well, a couple see, of big fat see, ones. Yeah, they fucking screwed. They me screwed you. <laughs> it's because it's you and because you hit this podcast that I they guess, know it. I guess right. They yeah, know just it. Just give him one. Pickle. Anyway, this guy got stabbed in Maryland over the weekend. Uh, they were the guy cut in line, and then the guy like uh, had an argument. They oh went outside. God. Let's take this outside, and one of them stabbed him. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, they say water on most major airlines is not safe for hand washing or drinking. Oh, not even for hand washing? Nope. They said that... I know you shouldn't drink it. JetBlue and Spirit Airlines perform the worst, each getting a score of one, oh. which is like the lowest you could get. Spirit is gross. And then also That's Allegiant, surprising. Alaska, and Hawaiian Airlines all perform the best. Oh, okay. Alaska's so. a really good airline. They're so, cheap and... They say never drink any water on board that isn't in a sealed bottle and avoid coffee or tea. Makes and sense. They also urge people to not wash their hands in the bathroom, but carry a bottle of hand sanitizer instead. Oh, yeah. Gross. Look at this. Uh, speaking of gross, ah. German dentist Ooh. pulls out the world's longest tooth. Oh, it's like a shit or something. I don't know what that was. It is 1.46 inches. Look at that tooth. Look, Nasty. that is the world's nastiest caramel corn. <laughs> Yuck. It's uh, one of his wisdom teeth. Yeah, crazy, wow. Right? Ew, ew, That's crazy. Okay, look at this guy's house. It's totally destroyed, right? Oh, my God. Uh, the a federal appeals, appeals court has ruled that Whoa. police do not have to compensate this homeowner oh my after his house was destroyed in a shootout. Here's the deal. Some random guy who robbed a Walmart in yeah. the area went inside his house while he was not home, was holed up in there, and the police barricaded outside with the SWAT team oh and did gosh. all this shit. They shot grenades in there. They shot fucking 40 millimeter rounds. They used an armored vehicle to breach the Look home. Yeah. That. That's crazy. And you could see the home is destroyed, right? Oh, yeah. They, yeah the city only it. gave him $5,000 in temporary living assistance. He ultimately got $345,000 from his insurance company, but he says that doesn't come close to covering the costs for personal property damage, demolishing and rebuilding the home, and taking out a new mortgage on it. He said, quote, it's a miracle insurance covered any of it in the first place. Insurance is for fires and floods. There's no police blew up my house insurance. Yeah. And he says he's going to appeal to the Supreme Court, which so, I think he wow. should. What It's at Green, Greenwich Village Police. You know what? I'm going to say this to you because I know at least one of you is listening right now. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on your entire on department you, right? for not doing the right thing. That is fucked up. Uh, good news for heavy alcohol drinkers who smoke marijuana. <laughs> Apparently, according to a new study out... 96% of our listeners. I know, right? They found that those who smoke marijuana and drank heavily had a 45% lower risk of getting alcoholic ste- steatosis or fatty liver disease. Oh, okay. How do you say that, Carm? What do you think? 
Statosis? Statosis. Is that like a typo? Because like... S-T-A-T... Cirrhosis is like of the liver, but... It could be cirrhosis. It could be cirrhosis. Cirrhosis is spelled with like a... Or fatty liver disease. Yeah, it's cirrhosis. And they... Well, they say cirrhosis on the next... Oh, yeah. The next line. So I don't know what statosis is. That must be... Well, like it says fatty liver disease. Yeah. That's a cool name for a band. Like steroids fat. What statosis? Fatty liver disease. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cirrhosis. Is the type of fat. Uh, anyway, all right. Yeah. So, Wisconsin man broke a Guinness pinball record for a good cause to raise money for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, the same hospital that helped him and his son when his son needed care after he was born. He played 32 hours straight, and he raised a bunch of money. So, you know, Carmen was kind of cool. Carmen Chris was telling me that you are quite the pinball whiz. Oh, and really? he said, that, yeah, he said that you have a particularly <laughs> fantastic story that you were going to share with the podcast about a tournament that you were in about three years ago. About a pinball tournament that yeah. I was in? Well, it's the darndest thing. Um, First of all, you start with, it's the darndest it's thing. It's the darndest <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, Bobby's mom. It's the darndest thing. You know, the the ball wouldn't dispense after a while. Wow. I somehow lost a couple of turns. I was getting really sweaty. Um, I'd eaten a lot of popcorn, and it just oh man, things started getting started getting weird. And um, he said there was not one, not two, but three people behind you dressed like Michael Jackson in the Thriller video. And it was making me really nervous. You know, it was one of those things. It was just like a really surreal experience. It is, and then um, it is very at the end. We all did the Thriller dance together, though, and oh, it dope. felt like a. I felt like a Glee episode nice. at the end. It was really fun. <laughs> nice. And Tommy, nice. we danced at Pinball Wizard. Oh, Pinball Wizard. Of course. You yeah. Know, had of course. to. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, guys, what's yep. the fattest great. state in America? Great. That's a great story. I love that. What do you think is the fattest state in America? The fattest state in America? Indiana. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see. Me at uh, 43. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my fattest state in America. Uh, what do you think? Or um, somewhere like that. I would say Wisconsin because I believe it was Wisconsin at the one cheese. point. Um, but now I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, man. I'm going to say. Uh, what did you say, Carm? New Indiana? Jersey. Indiana and New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. I don't think those two are even in the top ten, guys. Oh, really? Mississippi. Mississippi was my second guess. I was thinking that in my head. The data measures, in part, quote, sugary beverage consumption among adolescents Mm. to obesity-related health care costs per state. So, number one, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Two, West Virginia. Three, Kentucky. Oh, Four, Tennessee. All of these Alabama, (laughs) Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Delaware, Ohio. Oh, Delaware and Ohio are the only people that aren't, like, in the deep south. (laughs) Yeah. Mississippi. (coughs) Check it out, guys. We're living in a new age now as Facebook and Instagram have banned the sexual use of eggplant and peach emojis. Uh, Oh. So have you guys seen that? So the the eggplant is supposed to be a a, a penis. The peach is supposed to be a vagina. Oh, that's dumb. It looks more like a butt. Yeah, it doesn't look right. I mean, if you've got a penis (laughs) that's shaped like an eggplant, please go see your doctor. (laughs) The peach looks like a butt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like funny. or cleavage. It doesn't look like a vagina. I know, right? Uh, look at this. Uh, have you heard of Pringles' new turducken-flavored Pringles? Oh. Mm-mm. <laughs> Sweet zombie Jesus. Turducken-flavored chips. It has chips. the word turd in it, just by the way, everybody. <laughs> turd. <Turducken. laughs> yeah. Check it out on Kellogg's website. I actually looked at this, and, and the, it broke the website the day that it got released on Thursday. Yuck. Yeah. yeah, and they are all sold out. I tried to get some. This, I saw something like online. A gag it gift was like a or something, can but I couldn't of even bread. get one. Do you know you yeah, turn a can you, of bread? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. turn it around, there is a picture. <laughs> it's like a British thing. There is a picture of Ted Nugent in a cock sock with an <laughs> assault rifle <laughs> on on both hands. Dude. Okay, last story of the night here. I want to get your guys' opinion. I know this happened to me. I don't know if you remember this, Carmen, but apparently everyone's parents has told them that it was illegal to drive with the light on in the yeah. car. Yeah. I, did your Charles, did your parents tell you that? Yes, and I defy it all the time. I know. This is bullshit. So this is one of those lies that you yeah. learn later in life that I learned from my dad when I was like, I don't know, 20-something. We're driving around, and I turn, he turned on the light, or I turned it on, and I was like, oh, we got to turn that off. we got to be careful. It's yeah. illegal. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you told me every yeah. time when we were yeah. in the car to not turn on that light because it's illegal, and you'll get pulled over 
and it's and all this stuff, right? Yeah. And I was like terrified to have this light on in the car as a kid. And it's all bullshit. He's like, no, I just told you that because I didn't want you messing with the light and turning it on all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah, we seriously. <laughs> so, Carmen, yeah. I got to ask now. You guys are both parents. Do you tell your kids or will you when it starts happening? Well, I believed it was true. So I have told Henry, no, you can't have that light on while we're driving. <laughs> but you know it's not true. Yeah. I didn't know that it wasn't true. Oh. I still was under the impression until, Up right, until now right now that you had to have the light on. <laughs> yeah. Off it, is it, yeah. it is not illegal. It is not illegal. Because it's like distracting. I, it's not illegal. I tell my kids worse stuff on purpose. and Like what? <laughs> like what? Yeah, no, at one point I told them that if they didn't flush the toilet two oh. times in a row after use, the devil will pop out of the toilet drain. And Remember that on um, spank him in the butt. On Look Who's Talking Too, it was the voice of Mel Brooks, and he was Mr. Potty or Mr. Toilet. Yeah, the kid was scared. <laughs> like, hey, what's your pee pee? Ah, Mr. Toilet. Oh, that's horrifying. It was. It was terrifying. My life. <laughs> All right, that's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Adios. Perfect timing. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com